women will naturally follow the lead of a good man. Mm -hmm. If you want something from your spouse, from your partner, you have to show that first. What's going on, guys? We're back again with episode 30 of the Black is the New Rich podcast. And today we got a very special guest. And he does a lot of things. Like, he, he's, a, I, was, I would say, a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. But most importantly, I want to get into a subject that I haven't touched yet. And you guys will find out very soon. But I don't want to talk too much. Can you please introduce yourself? First of all, appreciate you for having me. Uh, so my name is Robinson Akintade. Uh, I go by Rob by a lot of people. Uh, I also go by Robin Hood. If you know me for a little while, I got a lot of AKAs. Today, I'm kind of robbing everything. Uh, so that, that is who I am. And uh, we'll get into a little bit more of what I do. Okay, dope. So you are a life insurance uh what do you call what do you call it exactly life insurance advisor life insurance advisor you have uh bear seasoning mm -hmm. can you explain that real quick bear seasoning so bear seasoning is a concept that both myself and my boy uh my boy kyle um he came up with me and kyle met in university uh, mm -hmm. we've been very good friends ever since so with me and him we kind of just had the idea during the pandemic or like pre-pandemic ish around that time like a cooking channel for for the mandem oh, teaching shit. the mandem how to make a one two you know what i mean like that's that was really the that was really the idea behind it yeah. and also like interviewing and shedding light on different chefs and people who make food in the community black chefs and things like that okay. so that was kind of the idea behind it um and then since then grown from just being that to still highlighting chefs but having other kind of conversations um but as well we had our annual barbecue uh so our second annual barbecue was this past weekend okay. actually that's uh Right? Yes, yeah, we do it at Mississauga yeah. Valley. So it's uh, it's really just a community barbecue. So a lot of what we do is about shedding light on the community, like community advancement, involvement, trying to get everybody together, had, have different businesses come sponsor the event, donate to the event, be a part of the event. Mm -hmm. um, and it was honestly, it was dope. Last year was great. This year was even better. Um, so that's really what we're about, just kind of shedding light on and like, you know, trying to, you know, when it comes to food is kind of our focus. Yeah. But, we, you know, we expand on, on just kind of bring every, bringing everybody together. And that's kind of what food does. Okay, yeah, definitely. I, I agree, I agree. Where do you see it going in the future? You know what? Like the, the YouTube aspect, like the YouTube Instagram aspect um, we're still going to continue doing that I feel like we're going to kind of get into a place where we're doing more highlighting other people uh, which is what we kind of wanted to do originally oh. the pandemic kind of set a little bit of a, a roadblock there in terms of being able to get to those people and yeah. do those things but now that's kind of what's in our forefront going forward is highlighting different people different tastemakers in the area in the GTA who are doing their thing mm -hmm. and shedding light on them and I think because you guys are like for the culture like just watching a show like that is like that's what we need because like, a lot of us don't know how to cook like that you know what i'm saying so like if we could just watch your show cook up a one two then if you have company yeah. over and then yeah, blessed. Yeah. and then man we're having a little combo while we're doing it you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. and me and me and me and kyle we have a very it's funny because somebody that one of the guests that came to our shoot one time they're like oh this is real they were talking about like our relationship because we have a very like we have a very familial type of relationship. We have a little brother, big brother type relationship yeah, as well. Yeah, so we yeah. get at each other a lot. <laughs> and like people used to think like, some people would think that it was just for like the cameras, but yeah. no, that's that's how we've been since we met each other. Yeah. Um, and it makes for, and it makes for good content at the end of the day. Um, but like now it kind of highlights us, but we are gonna get to highlighting <coughs> other people more, which is what we really want to do. Mm -hmm. um, because like, you know, like, yeah, we're I think we're entertaining, you know, whatever, but are, we yeah. want to actually be more, we want to shed light on the other people who are like, you know, making a living from, 
from making True. food and things like True. that. Because don't get me wrong, like I have a a, a, a business and like I have a catering business. I make chicken wings. Oh, dope. so Robin Wings is the name of my uh, dope, chicken. Dope. so. Um, so, <laughs> so so a lot of people who are watching probably know me as Robin Wings. Okay. Um, so I've been doing it a long time. So that aspect, yes, I'm kind of kind of a chef but yeah. i want to highlight the people the other people who do this for real um so that's kind of where bear season comes about but it's also about bringing the community together as well okay dope dope i love to hear that and you are a life insurance advisor yes yes and i feel like with our community it's like the like we need the most life insurance knowledge we can get absolutely how do you feel how has it been working with our community in life insurance you know what it used to be what so i've been in life insurance for about six years now okay okay so i've been doing this for a minute mm -hmm. and originally it was very difficult to kind of break through to certain people because one i didn't necessarily have the experience True. right so i know that some people especially people who may have known me personally were looking at me like well are you going to be there for a while are you going to be doing this do you know what you're talking about mm -hmm. or is this just a job for you mm -hmm. so i felt like from that perspective people were a little reluctant at first to maybe trust me with a big decision so to speak yeah the other thing was we oftentimes in our community especially this is more of an issue with our parents generation where they didn't have enough excess to maybe contribute to things like life insurance sure, they sure. got to this country so late in life that things like life insurance were more expensive oh, yes. or it's the ignorance and the lack of understanding what it really does and what it's for that made it difficult speaking to our community mm -hmm. originally mm -hmm. Eventually, I started to obviously break through, have different conversations, speak with different people. And I started to learn, like, at the end of the day, I wanted to speak to people how they were, like, how I would want somebody to speak to me. Yes. So I started to change my approach a little bit. And I really just came from an educational standpoint. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. You don't like the idea of life insurance. You don't know anything about it, but you don't like the idea about it. Okay, cool. Let's start from there. So let me teach you about it. Let okay. me tell you, these are the basics. This is what it's about. This is what it's used for. This is how it can help. This is why people do it. This is why the difference between us when somebody passes away and them when somebody True. passes away. Because when in both scenarios, mourning is going to happen. Yes. There's going to be mourning. There's going to be sadness. There's going to be things that people need to take care of. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes in our community, it's mourning and then debt because people forget that when you pass away, your debt doesn't die with you. Yeah. It goes to somebody else. Yeah. Right. There's bills, things that need to get paid that need to be taken care of. So who's going to take care of that? Mm -hmm. Right. So. The life insurance allows you to do that. Whereas if we don't have it, okay, now we're mourning and in debt. Whereas these guys, they're mourning. And then taking care of it. And then they, so to speak, are hitting a jackpot. They're getting an inheritance, which is what it is. True. They get an inheritance and it changes their lives. They can now set themselves up and yeah. set their children up. And then they do the same. And then that's that's really how generation, generational wealth. That's all it is. Yeah. So for me, I was like, no, we need that. So me being a young father myself, I was kind of like, I was looking into life insurance to get it for myself. And then I was kind of like, there's not enough of us doing this. Yeah. So you know what? Let me, I was also out of university kind of in and around jobs, not figure like I was working at the time I was working for Rogers and I hate, yo, I hate, <laughs> I hated my job. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, let me figure out something else to do. And it, I came into it and you know, it was the best, one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Cause you're actually changing people's lives. Yeah. 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 And I I'm helping you just got my life insurance last month. And I got the, you know, the tax shelter one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got mm -hmm. that one. Mm -hmm. Do you, uh, do you, um, do you educate people on that one too? So I educate people on all types of life insurance. Okay. My biggest approach, my biggest thing is my approach is let's talk about you first. Okay. Figure out what your situation is. Okay. 
Do you have dependents? Do you not have dependents? Are you looking to build wealth? Are you looking to secure your life? Are you looking to give generational wealth? What is your budget? What is your life really? What is what's really going on when you're with, within your life? Because I there are a lot of benefits to that type of insurance, yes. an incredible amount of benefits. Yes. However, there's also some things that it may not be necessarily most suited for mm -hmm. that term insurance, for example, does the trick for and people are able people forget that things like term insurance have certain flexibility break that down real quick for the people that don't know so when it comes to there's different types of insurance there's whole life insurance there's permanent insurance and there's term insurance term insurance oftentimes has a negative connotation which is oh my gosh if i don't die by a certain time i don't get this i don't you know benefit from this this mm -hmm. or my family doesn't benefit from this thing i always ask people is just like auto insurance just like home insurance just like any insurance you know what insurance means insurance is just in case just in case. <laughs> if you don't get into a car accident, they don't give you back no money. If yeah. you don't make a home claim, your your home doesn't catch on fire. They don't give you back a, your your money. So life insurance is the same way. If you don't pass away with a, within a specific period of time, yes, you're not going to get your money back. However, it's made very cheap to be able to afford it so that it's just like any other expense. People, bro, people pay less for their life insurance monthly than they spend for their coffee in a week. Oh, jeez in a week because i know the starbucks scores they're spending like a six bucks a day yeah yeah exactly. five days a week that's 30 bucks a month exactly. there's people spending 32 dollars yep. a month on life insurance they're so spending crazy things on like our phone bill you know what i mean and those are things that we we never we tomorrow it's gone we don't see we don't care about so yep. it's like why can't we spend that on insurance so that's why there are benefits to term insurance the good thing about term insurance you can also turn that into things like whole whole whole, whole life insurance okay so with whole life insurance so, that's sorry, sorry. you can turn your term insurance to whole insurance yes after can. it's done after it starts anytime while it's existing but if, it, if it expires then you're done yes but you can do this before any time before it expires okay so you so, know when you're exactly so you know when your expiry is and if you say you know what i want to continue this but now i want whole insurance now i can afford whole insurance now it makes sense for me to get this then i'll do it at that point in time so until then a lot of people will get the term that's affordable well the thing is your life insurance need is usually the biggest, usually for the average person between the ages of like 30 to 55. Mm -hmm. That's when you're building families, you're buying homes, your wealth is increasing to the most it's ever going to be, usually mm -hmm. your wealth or your earning potential, but you're also, your expenses are high. The things that you need are responsible for are very high. Mm -hmm. Eventually, those things are going to take care of themselves. Yeah. So look at it like this. 30-year-old man, married, has kids, just bought a house. Income, average income earning, maybe 150000 between him and his spouse. Yeah. Okay. That man maybe needs a million dollars of insurance because that million dollars of insurance is going to take care of education for his kids if he passes away. Yeah. It's going to take care of paying off the mortgage so his family can still live in that home if he passes away. It takes care of supplementing part of his income for a period of time until his wife can get back on her feet, so to speak. Right. And then it also takes care of things like, of course, funeral expenses. Yeah. These are all the things that are taken care of within your life insurance policy. Now, Fast forward 30 years, the same, the same guy, yeah. okay? So now is that now is that age 60, okay? Let's say he got a 30-year term at age 30. Yeah. At age 60 now, he evaluates his life and says, okay, my policy is going to end soon. What does my life look like? Okay, what does it look like? Kids are now adults. You're, 30 years later, your kids are in their 30s, and, yeah. most likely taking care of themselves, self-sufficient on their own, hopefully, mm -hmm. right? We understand how the yeah, economy yeah, is, yeah. maybe, maybe not, but <laughs> yeah. that's what we hope for. Yeah. That being said, that's one thing off the list. Education off the list. Your mortgage is most likely paid off. So that's off the list. Mm. So now do I need 
a million dollars of insurance at 60 years old still? Probably not because mm-hmm. the things that I needed to take care of have taken care of themselves. Yeah. Now, okay, I still want to give a little bit of money. I still have my home that's paid off, yeah. my retirement, my income, whatever I have. Yeah, I could assets. have afford to have assets. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily need insurance anymore because if the just in case does happen, yeah. they're blessed yeah, yeah. with what I've already built. But until then, while I'm still building this, this is what the insurance is for. So that's why getting term makes sense because you can keep your expenses really low, still have a large amount of insurance. Now, people are like, well, you have to pay more for the whole whole insurance later. Yes, you do have to pay more. However, you can afford it yes. because you have so much more. Yes. At 35, when you have kids, daycare, mortgage, mortgage all these things, payment, yeah. no, paying $250 a month for insurance isn't, isn't realistic. True. You wanna be able to pay 70 bucks a month. True. So, you know, there's different ways that we can make that happen. Everybody's different. So that's why I have that conversation, figure out, okay, what's your situation? What are you looking for? Because the biggest thing with whole life insurance is the tax sheltering. A lot of people want to get it for the tax sheltering, which is great. Also, you want to make sure you're doing the other things to tax shelter, TFSAs. If you have TFSA room, use your TFSA room first, because that's all, all of that money is going into your TFSA. Whereas with whole life insurance, yes, part of that is going into insurance. The other part is going into an investment. Mm -hmm. So it is split. So you have to make sure, I tell people when you're getting a whole life policy, make sure you're diversifying your assets all around. True. You're diversifying your investments all around because that's how it helps. Because I got stocks first, then life life insurance. Exactly. And it's like some people will, for example, put their stocks in TFSA Mm -hmm. because then all the growth in your stock portfolio, you know what I mean? And if you have more money, to, that you want a tax shelter, the TFSA is the bigger benefit first. Okay. So it's like TFSA, RSP, then you go into a whole life. Yeah. But diversifying between all of them gives you the biggest opportunity to really maximize Everything. your wealth. True. Right? Okay. So when you're, okay, so for the people that don't know, you you have a 11 year old daughter. Yes. Right? Did you get life insurance right when she, no, no, not right away. Okay. So right away, I was, man, I was, I was, so I was 20 when my daughter was born. Yes. Um, so I was a young parent in the middle of university okay, working. True, true. I was working two jobs, still playing football at the time. Football didn't last really long um, <laughs> because of injuries and because my daughter was born. It was like, okay, I can't do this. got to work. Yes. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a, a challenging time. So I didn't get life insurance right away because I couldn't necessarily afford it. I also didn't see the importance. I also didn't think I was anything was going to happen to me yeah. per se. Yeah. Right. So for me, I didn't get a policy until a few years later, closer to around the time when I Started. was looking exactly to okay. get into the business myself. Now, one thing that some people know, not everybody does is one of the things that happened to me, which made me a bigger advocate for getting life insurance when you're younger is I had a little bit of a health scare. So I had a situation that happened to me. It started in and around the time when I was about 24 years old, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really diagnosed or figured out until I was 27. So for a period of time, it was a bunch of different things happening that I thought had nothing to do with each other, but they all did. Long story short, one of the first alarming things was when I had applied to go get more insurance. Um, after I had started working in the industry, I was declined because oh, the of the health stuff. And they're yeah. like, these these part of your tests don't really make sense for somebody your age. Yeah. So then I got into figuring out what was going on. And that led to eventually what ended up me finding out what, what was going on. So as a result of that, it made me uninsurable going oh, forward shit. to get more insurance. Yeah. So there are definitely ways that you can get more insurance even when you are declined from standard insurance companies. There yeah. are high risk insurance companies, but that's the route I had to take because I even 
in my 20s realized that yo you have to be healthy enough to get this yeah. you can't just think that you're gonna be able to get it anytime so that's there's a saying we have in insurance where people you want to get it you don't want it until you can't get it mm -hmm. right and then when you want it it's like you can't get it anymore because you, something's already happened yeah right so that was kind of what happened to me luckily for me i did i was able to get a couple policies so i have multiple that are able to take care of the needs that i have because of the fact that you know i was considered high risk because of my health true so yeah yo so it was one of those things i didn't do right away sure. uh i didn't do it until i had more knowledge but yeah. then as soon as it got to me i was like oh yo i gotta God. tell i gotta tell the man yeah like yeah. i gotta like especially my, my 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 dogs who had kids yeah my friends who had kids it was like yo i i have to give them yeah. this information i have to let them know okay like these are the things that happen because to my knowledge most of them were in good health so i wanted to make sure okay boom while you can do this do it yeah see what nice. i'm saying why do some people do like the multiple policies Realistically speaking, you can have multiple policies and there's, it's, it's almost encouraged because let's say, for example, I get my first policy. I got my first policy at 20 yeah. when my daughter was born and I got it for, let's say a couple hundred thousand because that's all I needed at that time, mm. right? To take care of her, do whatever. At 32, where I am now, I have a wife, I have her, my daughter, yeah. I have other expenses, mortgage, all these different things. Mm. So it's like, okay, I need more insurance. I could replace the policy that I got at 20 years old. Yeah and just get let's say i needed a million and i only had two hundred thousand i could replace that two hundred thousand dollar policy with a million but now i'm getting a million dollars based on 32 years old whereas i already had two hundred thousand at 20 years old what would make sense for me to just get eight hundred thousand at 32 years old because it keeps my premium low yeah right because now i just it just stacks the policies yeah. and they still serve whatever purpose they're going to serve mm -hmm. and i can still have whomever i want as my beneficiary okay it makes sense it makes sense so i just got my first and I'm guessing when I get kids, probably get them. You know, and it depends on what your need is exactly. But like, let's say when you have kids, it's like okay, now like before it was really just for me, build wealth, whatever. Yeah. Something happens to me, family exactly. can take care of you know yeah. funeral expenses, whatever. But then when you start having kids, you start having more responsibilities. It's like okay, now I want to take care of these things because that's what comes with you know having those things, having yeah. kids, getting you know married, all those things. Building a family comes with the responsibility. So you have to make sure you're doing the things mm -hmm. to take care of said responsibility. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? So. Yes, you can just get more policies as you need and you speak to somebody who obviously knows what they're talking about and you just kind of make sure that, okay, based on where you are. And the biggest thing is understanding why you're getting more True. and why you're getting how much you're getting. getting to get it. I never tell people just to, like, I'm, <laughs> my, my, my bosses, I'm a career salesman. Yeah. Anybody who knows me knows <laughs> I'm a career salesman. I'm a career hustler. I've, I've been doing things a long time. And I'm always just about getting money, being able to help other people do the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm a salesman. Like yeah. I'll sell water to a well, you know, <laughs> like you, whatever. Yeah. So I've always been an honest salesman. Yeah. Right. And I've always tried to be that. Mm -hmm. And some of my bosses haven't liked that because it's like, yo, you make, you do well, but you could do so much better if you're like just a more of a shark. And I'm like, honestly, I don't want to be a shark to my people yeah. because to me, my like reputation does matter. Yeah. And like, Especially I don't want, community. yeah. And I don't want people coming at back at me like, Oh, this guy only sold me this cause it made him money. Nah, no, sir. There's not a single client I have. that can say that. Yeah. <laughs> not a single one, not a single one can say, Hey, he sold me this so he could benefit. Everything was to their benefit or to their want. And yeah. I, and I obviously give advice. Mm -hmm. It's my job, right? I guide them in a direction that needs to be guided because that's what I'm getting paid for. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? So that's, that's, that's kind of how it is. Okay. Dope. So that's the life insurance. Um, what I really want to talk to you about is marriage because okay. a lot of us, um, well, the streets are ugly right now. 
it's 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 ugly right now and i just feel like in our parents time people were getting married a lot sooner and right now it seems like like the ages are growing like to the 40s and 50s where people are getting married and i just feel like our lack of responsibility like our responsibility isn't there what do you see from your perspective and how long have you been married okay so um in a few weeks it will be three years oh, congrats Thank you very much. In three weeks, uh, in a few weeks, it'll be three years that I've been married. And um, my opinion on my opinion on the streets or my opinion on just like marriage and how things have kind of changed from where they used to be. Change for where they used to be. And we're going to talk about now after. Okay. So I was raised for the most part in a traditional household. Yes. My father was around until I was about 10 years old and okay. that's when he was no longer in the picture. So for my for for my mother, she primarily raised I am I'm the youngest of four. Okay. So I have three older sisters, yes. no brothers. Oh yeah. So that, that okay. So yeah, that makes sense. The youngest of four, a lot of estrogen in the house yes and i'm the only male yeah. at different points i had males living with me like my cousins and stuff yeah, like yeah. that like shout out, to, shout out to all my cousins that ever <laughs> stayed with me at any point in time um but they were they like I, that was the dynamic of my household so but i was very much still brought up on the values of getting married like valuing marriage you know valuing your wife having a good relationship not necessarily striving for perfection because i think one thing my mother and other people try to teach me is trying to strive for perfection is kind of what will lead you down the path of never being happy and never being satisfied. True. Because you can't expect perfection in your spouse when there's no such thing as a perfect relationship. Mm -hmm. You don't have one with your sibling, your parent, your child, your- so why one with your- partner? With your romantic partner. It yes. doesn't make sense. So I also come from Nigeria, like I'm Nigerian. That's yes. my background. So being in a Nigerian household, like be that, like it's like one of our things to get married. Yeah. Like, it's you honor. don't just yeah like you don't just you know like so i had my 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 daughter was you know out of wedlock and that yes. that at first didn't really go over well yeah. but like <laughs> it was one of those things where like that was just the way i was raised get married you know you go to school you get married you have kids whatever that's that's the thing to do at first i thought it was just really a thing to do but then i started as i got older started realizing yo some of these people that are married don't enjoy their marriage true. so Very many true. people were saying don't get married this this that and the third and then I just started to kind of take a step back and realize why. And a lot of these people were getting married for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. I think that's the problem that our parents, I think they had it right in the sense that, you know, wanting to be secure with a partner because yo, life alone is stressful. Life, hard. yo, it's hard, bro. We're not meant to be. We're not, we're alone. not, we weren't made to be alone. Yes. And like, I'm also like of a, of a Christian background. So like, you know, like biblically, whatever, like, yeah. yo, we're not made to be alone. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's our rib for a reason. Exactly. That's how I see it. Exactly. Right. So <laughs> it's like, okay. If you're going to be alone building for, you know, building towards things. Okay, cool. But like, for me, it was kind of like, don't just get married to get married at the same time. Cause that's what it seemed like a lot of them were doing, but you're getting married just cause. So I feel like what's happening now with our generation is so many of us are like, I'm not getting married just to get married because I seen all these broken marriages, True. all these toxic relationships, all these children that were brought into the world to people who never should have had any business together at all. Yeah. Let's be real. Some yeah. of like some of like our friends are people that we know, we look at them and we look at their parents and like, you guys had no business procreating. Yeah. Right? Because some people the problem is everybody can have children biologically, yes. but not everybody should be sure. a parent. Yeah, yeah. Facts. A lot of people shouldn't be parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? that's a different conversation. So when it comes to that, it was kind of just like, okay, well, if we're going to step into this place of being a parent and understanding like 
how like I wanted to understand why like why do I want to get married? What are the benefits of getting married? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I was already a parent. Yeah. Right. I was already a parent. So that responsibility and was deep at the time. You're yeah, I was deep. Married. I was deep. So I got married when I was twenty nine. Yeah. Right. And my daughter was born when I was twenty. So I was super deep. Yeah. Right. And and my situation was like my daughter was a result of a previous relationship. Mm-hmm. And I had to go, you know, deal with co parenting. And co parenting is another thing. And a lot of people who do know me and do know my daughter's mother understand that we co-parent very well. We're friends. That's amazing. You know what That's I mean? Amazing. We're friends. And don't get me wrong. It wasn't always like that. Yeah. Was that like that when, when my, you know, 100%. We had to build that because we were baby. Like I was 20. She was 18. We were yeah. babies. Yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't know. We didn't know shit. Yeah, and yeah, we were just you to go like, through it. yo, and you're, you're emotional, you're hormonal, you're everything like yeah. both of us. So yeah. you had to really get to a point where you can make sense of it and realize, yo, you're doing, we're doing this for our child. Mm-hmm. So you have to make things work. If you and I don't work as individuals, that's fine. Mm-hmm. As parents, we make this work. And as a result of it, our daughter doesn't have the luxury of taking advantage of us and saying this thing at this house and this thing at this house uh, because we talk. You know what I mean? Amazing. And and it's it's important to have that. So by the time I got married, that was one responsibility that I kind of understood how to deal with. Mm-hmm. So now it was, okay, how do I be a leader in my household? How do I make sure also that I'm marrying somebody that I actually enjoy their company, that I love, that I can see myself being with forever? It's not just transactional. It's not just because of, yo, honestly, love isn't enough. Everybody acts like elaborate love, love like yo. I can love. I can yo. You can you can make yourself and you can fall in love with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Love like isn't enough. It's about love. It's about compatibility. It's about the things that you value and that they value. Listen, if I value like, let's say religion, if mm-hmm. I value family, and let's say that's a ten out of ten on yeah. my scale of importance. Yeah, and for you, that's a two or a one. That is that is a that is a very serious problem because yeah. something that is so greatly important to you to me means absolutely nothing, nothing. to you. Yeah. We're gonna have certain disconnects. Now, let's say I was at a seven and you were at a four. That's not that bad mm-hmm. because it's not the most important thing in the world to me, and it's also not bottom of the barrel for you. So we can find a place to compromise. Oh People think that the word compromise means, oh, I'm not like I shouldn't have to compromise and really listen. Shut up, <laughs> shut up. Compromise is important in any relationship. When your mother yells at you, even when she's right, even when sorry, when she's wrong, yeah. your mother yells at you when you're a kid. You you have to compromise in that moment with yourself and with her to say, if I I know that she's being irrational and if i don't compromise right now if i battle this to the end i'm gonna get slapped up yeah yeah yeah, so let's 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 not you compromise with siblings sometimes if there's certain things that's yours and they want you meet them halfway you'll give them half the sandwich whatever Mm -hmm. the case is so why are we so reluctant to do in romantic relationships there's no reason you should be so reluctant to compromise because not everybody is going to be at the number that you're at with specific things true but be close enough that you can find common ground. Or like if something's not important to you at all and it's important to your partner and it's like, yo, I can do this for you. Like if, if it really means that much to you, I can do it for you, then do it. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what I mean by when I say compromise and common ground because people have this silly idea like it's supposed to be perfect. Like I don't want to get married or I don't want to be with somebody until everything is perfect. They like everything I like. We can do the same thing. Excuse me, listen, no, mm-hmm. no, it's never going to happen. It's not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to grow. You're supposed to be able to be taught things. You're supposed to be able to teach things. And as a man, I think that the problem with our generation of men mm-hmm. is that we forget that we're supposed to be leaders. Oh, bro, elaborate. Women, 
will naturally follow the lead of a good man. Mm -hmm. If you want something from your spouse, from your partner, you have to show that first. Mm -hmm. If you're giving her bun, mm -hmm. if you're causing her strife, if you're giving her trouble, you're <laughs> she's looking over her shoulder, doing the most. Da, 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 that's what you are doing to her. Yeah. Why is she? How is she supposed to enrich your life? Mm -hmm. How is she supposed to make you a better man? Mm -hmm. That's what you, she's going to follow your lead. 100%. She's going to give you right, that right back. So, like for example, early on in our marriage, me and our wife, we had this period of time where it was like there'd be little things like I'd be asking her to do this, and she'd be asking me to do this, and she'd be like, "Well, you didn't do this, so why?" Like. So I'm not going to do this. Or you didn't do this when I wanted. So I'm not going to do it when you want. And it wasn't necessarily all the time, but it was like sometimes little things. And in my head, it was like, are you like, are you, are you serious? Like, this is, this is ridiculous. This is yeah. Betty. So then I had to say to myself, okay, so the logic was, okay, you're not doing this because I'm not doing this. So it clicked in my head. If I start to do the things that you want me to do before you have to ask, and I'm doing these things up front, do you have any reason to not do what I ask? Oof. No. Because you're leading now exactly so then i remember what i did was it was like it was like over a period of like a month yeah i made sure there's certain things that she was asking me that like i wasn't necessarily maybe taking care of around the house yeah and i did yeah and i did and i made sure i did it upon like upon request like yeah. chop chop real <laughs> yeah. quick yeah. you see what yeah. i'm saying and then there's a period where i asked for something and she was a little reluctant and then i said to her i said in the last month or so yeah. <laughs> have you noticed that You've asked for such and such, such and such, such and such, and it's been done at your request immediately. Mm -hmm. She's like, you're right. I said, do you think that I have done my part in doing what you've asked of me in terms of behavior, action, whatever? Yes, you have. So do you think that there's a reason for you to say no to what I'm asking you right now? If I've already shown you that if I'm willing to do what you want, you should be willing to do what I want. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, she was, ah, she was, that's when I broke the ice. Yo, fam, I got her. I got her. <laughs> I love you, but I got her. And yeah. if you know what, from then it opened a completely different door for us because dialogue too, right? bro, because at that point it, it, and I, it clicked in my head. Now why it went to that old school mentality that our parents did have, where if a man is a good leader, yes, a woman will feel comfortable not having to work, not having to do certain things. She'll stay at home and take care of the kids and whatnot. Not because she's relying on you or whatever, mm -hmm. but because you have led and in certain directions that she feels this is your job. This is what you're going to do. And I'm going to do these things. So if this is what you want of me. This is what I'm, and some men don't want their wife to do that. They yeah. want them to, you know, to have to have whatever they want. And everybody's different, but you have to lead by example yeah. in terms of the reciprocation of energy because everybody has this whole, oh, I'm going to match energy. Yo, listen, when you're married, yo, somebody's got to, somebody's got to give. Yeah. And the thing is, you have your give days and yeah. you have your take days. Mm -hmm. You just never want it to be a situation where you're doing more than the other because sure. if, you're, if you're taking too much, your partner is drained. Mm -hmm. If you're giving too much, you are drained. Yes. And you need to have that open dialogue that you can have that conversation. And honestly, as men, yo, the fact of the matter is a lot of times, yo, niggas move like they're, they're too, like, too good or too, too, too macho to, to yeah it's like yo like, oh like i'm the man like what i say goes don't get me wrong i am the man of my house i do lead my home mm -hmm. but it's not a it's not a it's dictatorship not a exactly, exactly like i listen to i let me not even say i listen to my wife we communicate on everything yes we talk about everything yeah. every decision for the most part obviously within reason 
is made between the two of us. It's not because I'm asking for permission. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you can't do anything without your wife. But you got a unit. This time, I don't want to do anything without her. That's yeah. my dog, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, and, and that's another thing with men. It's like, oh, like I'll go out, I'll go out, play dominoes with my dogs, mm -hmm. for example. And it's time to go. They're like, oh, Rob, you're leaving, you're leaving. I said, yes. I'm, I said, guys, I don't know about you, but I actually love my wife. My home is comfy. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. We got nice pillows yeah, yeah. that I wouldn't have had if I wasn't married. Yeah. It's plush. Yeah. We, 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 we live good. We sleep good. Yeah. And like, I love her company. Yeah. She makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah you guys are funny too. You're my, it's my, that's literally my, like my partner. My so, so it's like, yes, I do want to go spend time with her. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. So that, that that's how it is for me. Yeah. So when it comes to being a man, like you don't need to be scared to show that. Like, oh man, you're, you're whipped. Yo, listen, that's my partner. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. supposed to be there. Yeah. Being with you guys is the luxury. Yeah. Being on road with you guys all times in the night, once in a while, yeah, that's the luxury. Mm -hmm. But that's not even what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm on road with you guys half the time. I'm looking at the watch like I'm ready to go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when I realized. And then, you know what? The pandemic was great for us because we got married at the end of 2019. We got married in September, 2019. Right we went right into the pandemic. So what a lot, what happened in the pandemic for a lot of people was there's a lot of divorce. Yeah. There's a lot of My people separated. Broke, we broke up. Yo, yo, I, yo, sorry to hear <laughs> it, yo, it, and, 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 and it happens for a lot of people because you realize that sometimes you're in relationships, not because you really want to be with the person, but because of something that they may be offering or whatever. And then when you have to be in a home with somebody and you're not really going to work like that, you're not going out like that, you're in your house, like quarantine, all that kind of stuff, you have to get to know them. Mm -hmm. And for the people who didn't really know their spouse or had like their kids or whatever, were the ones kind of keeping them together, they realized like, I actually don't like you. Mm -hmm. And they separated, mm -hmm. right? Whereas with us, it was like, yo, if I don't like something, yeah, I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. I have to talk to you <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. to look you in the face and be like, yo, okay, we're going to deal with this. Yeah. And this is the conversation that we're going to have. Mm -hmm. So it made us stronger because we couldn't, we literally we couldn't run, couldn't run from anything. Yeah. So we had to have uncomfortable conversations early on in our marriage. And that was great for us. And that's now, like the, the foundation. Yes. Now, I'm also a really, really, really big believer in premarital counseling just gonna ask you that too <laughs> so i i felt that that's where you were going so i was like let me let me just tiptoe right over here so premarital counseling is extremely important mm -hmm. because and explain that for the people that yo know. people don't understand what really goes into marriage and don't get me wrong listen i am not a perfect husband i don't have a perfect marriage i don't have a perfect anything and I don't strive for perfection. I want to make that very clear. Mm -hmm. I do not strive for perfection. Because mm -hmm. when you strive for perfection, you literally always come up short. Yeah. And the feeling of coming up short is heavy. not is, is super heavy. And it's not worth the feeling of setting reasonable goals mm -hmm. and accommodating those and accomplishing those goals. Mm -hmm. So premarital counseling was something that I wasn't sure if I wanted to do at first. Now, we did two different types of premarital counseling. Mm -hmm. One with a pastor. Okay and one with an actual therapist. So faith-based and one that's a professional. Professional-based, mm -hmm. okay? Doing that was huge because from the faith-based, from my pastor's perspective, he gave us a realistic expectation as Christian people, what to expect from marriage, what to really want out of marriage, what is marriage about from a biblical standpoint, mm -hmm. but he, he broke it to us. And my pastor has been my pastor since I was a child. Okay. So like, I got to see a different side of him, which is really cool, but me and my wife both were just kind of like, okay, what like the nitty gritty like you know how to satisfy your partner how men and women are different when it comes to satisfaction yes. women want to be warmed up throughout the day yes. men sometimes say yo we're ready to go we're ready to yeah. go how do you accommodate that where's the middle ground you know where are you guys gonna go to church do you guys have the same opinion on children do you guys have the same opinion on how many children do you want to have mm -hmm. some people for us i'm very grateful that a lot of the things my pastor asked us were not surprises mm -hmm. 
because we had these conversations yeah. but some things took us for like oh shoot yeah, yeah you know we didn't really think about that but it gave us that perspective of you know as a christians what does marriage really mean what does it really mean to have a partner this is your number one mm-hmm. like your family your kids whoever else becomes secondary to your partner your partner is just as important to you as you are yes. right from that perspective mm-hmm. so that was really important for us and it gave us a, an ability to understand really where we were going with this journey yeah where the direction was exactly mm. from the professional standpoint that taught us a lot about us who we are as individuals as individuals as lovers as romantic partners um and our past and our traumas yo (laughs) so relationship trauma more specifically so that was the one that got really deep and we got into the nitty-gritty and it was funny because when we went into couples counseling first session she told us our counselor she told us she's like you know what first session is gonna be a little light you know not gonna be too crazy Uh, (laughs) and she's like session two three you might feel like you guys are like you might you're gonna have heavy conversations and it might turn to arguments and it's normal just bring it back down to earth so after session one we were just kind of like felt great we're like oh this is soft like like we're gonna be gucci next time we go back in there like we're gonna prove her wrong with the whole two three sessions thing bro when i tell you when it's a session two got real heavy really session two got real heavy we started talking about our past why we feel the way we do what are certain things in our relationship at that point in time at this point we were engaged right um what are the things in our relationship at the time that we didn't like what are the things that concerns that we had? What are the things that we weren't sure about? Whatever. And it's like, she'll say something and I'm looking at her like, Whoa, like that's how you feel? <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's like, okay, you got to contain it. And then it's like, oh yeah, when it's my turn, I'm going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at first it's like, that's the mentality you have, right? Like I'm going to go off. And then it's like, okay, cool. You hear everything that they have to say. Then you say your piece and then they're looking at you like, oh, that's how you feel. And it's like, all right, bet. I didn't know this. Yeah. So then you get sessions over. Therapist says to us, you know, be kind to each other. Things might get a little heavy, just whatever. Get in the car. So yo, back and forth. There's anger. There's words being said. There's tears. Mm-hmm. We get home. Get home. Don't say anything for like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we bring it back. Sit down. And we have conversation about what we heard even when we were angry mm-hmm. what we heard from each other what she told us to apply yeah and we sat there and we did a lot of listening not listening to respond yes i almost had to like take notes of what she was saying so That's i didn't key. forget okay. about it yeah but i was able to kind of just say okay boom 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 and i responded when it was my time appropriately mm-hmm. and i'll be honest that session there changed literally everything for us because it broke down certain walls and allowed us to have certain conversations that were like we weren't having right and it was difficult to have but then after that it was second nature mm-hmm. so the third session now yeah we still dug deeper but it wasn't as much of a an avalanche yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah, now yeah. it was kind of like okay cool we can have this conversation because yo if we can have that conversation we can have this conversation mm-hmm. And it was about things that got really deep and it, it, it made us stronger. Mm-hmm. Those two things set the foundation for us getting married. And we knew exactly what we were walking into. And we knew that we wanted to do it with each other. Mm-hmm. And we knew that we were ready to do it with each other. Yeah. And we knew that like, this is the right person. See what I'm saying? True. So it made us prepared. And I feel like with that combination, I'd have no regrets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even if things were, God forbid, to ever turn sour, I feel like I still wouldn't have any. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. what I've gained already. Be prepared. Yeah. And I'm, and what I've gained already in marriage is, 
I wouldn't be who I am without it. True. Say that. Being True. honest. I give my wife a lot of credit. True. <laughs> I, give her, I give her a lot of credit because, you know, she's definitely responsible for me. You know, don't get me wrong. Like, I think I've always been well-spoken. I've always been educated. I've always been certain things. I've always been a hustler, whatever. Yeah. But she's made me well-polished. You see what I'm saying? Always, she's always. And like, yo, she's just made me a little bit cleaner. She made me more organized. She's made me a little bit more professional with certain things. Yeah. She's made me a little bit more aware of my responsibilities because I know that not only is she watching, my daughter's watching. And sometimes you forget as a young person that somebody is watching you. At times, we're young people still. And she reminds me of those things. She mm -hmm. keeps me on my toes, right? And she doesn't allow me to not be accountable. I'm big on accountability. Yes. And I know some of the people watching may not like to hear this, but I'm big on accountability and making sure that we all know that sometimes women can have an issue with accountability in terms of like, there's the whole happy wife, happy life, yeah. because it's all about making a woman happy. Yeah. I believe in happy spouse, happy house yeah. because it's a give and take. And when we have this expectation that we should never like, like, I, I think that like women should be account. If they're wrong, they're wrong. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah. So what the hell? Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. whoever's wrong should be able to take accountability for being wrong. And that's something that my, my wife, I can say as a, as a, I have sisters, yeah. I have a mother, and I can say that they haven't always been the most accountable for yeah. certain things, and especially with each other. Especially, mm -hmm. Let's be real. Sometimes women can't always, always maintain the best of friendships because sometimes they, they can be some of those issues. Yeah. Whereas with men, we're taught to kind of come down to earth, don't argue with women, et cetera. And I believe that. I don't really, I don't, I don't enjoy arguing with women. I don't really do it. Mm -hmm. But in that same breath, you kind of bring it back down to earth and you're kind of like, okay, I understand. I'm listening, mm -hmm. but I, my happiness matters. My opinion matters. And there's always a middle ground. Yes. You know what I mean? So she's made so me she polished. Yeah, bro. She listens to me. She understands me. She, she understands my needs. She satisfies them. And at the same time, I make sure that my priority is always to satisfy hers, mm -hmm. whatever those may be mm -hmm. right in any which way or form. I know that she wants something. It's literally my job as her husband is to provide that to her. Yeah. If it's something ridiculous, like, <laughs> yo, I might like, be like, all right, like, I'm not really, I don't really know about that, but like, okay, I'll give it some thought. Yeah. yeah because yeah. that's still my it's job. Consideration. And I expect the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's really all it is. It's a give and take. Yeah. And people say, oh, you know, it should be 50 50. It should be both parties giving their effort, their all efforts at times. And the thing is, it's normal for somebody to be, mm -hmm. to be weak at times and somebody to have to pull them up. It's okay. For it's somebody, listen, even when it comes down to the finances, it's okay for somebody to be making all the bread. And as for men, yo, it's okay if your woman's making more bread than you. Mm -hmm. Listen, there was a period of time when she was making more money than me. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was mad at it. It was because of the position that I was in in my life You're or where I was at. Career change. I've been dealt a few blows in life, but I've always bounced back. So there's periods of times where it's like, okay, yeah, she was, she was holding down the fort, mm -hmm. whether it be while we were dating, maybe like around, maybe when we were engaged, all those things. But then there's a period of time where it's like, okay, I see that she was holding down certain things, but in other areas I have to make up for it, whether it be mentally, whether it be from a, from the, from the standpoint of, you know, providing certain mental balance for her. She was in, you know, university studying. I had to be there in certain ways. I had to do certain things. And when I was able to get up, I had to make sure that she got everything that she wanted. True. You know what I mean? And that she could take certain rest and she could take a break because I understood that now it was my turn to be able to say, okay, I'll hold this down. This. You know, and like even in our like our marriage, it's not not everything is traditional. Like I do the cooking. Mm -hmm. 
I do the cooking. Not that she can't cook because yeah. my wife is a fantastic cook, yeah. but I enjoy it more. Yeah. I do this. Yeah. I'm a chef. Yeah. And anybody who knows, knows I've been doing this for the longest time. So for me, it's like being in the kitchen is something that I enjoy doing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's typically a woman. I, that's fine. But it works for you guys. It works for us because me, I don't like to clean in like that. Mm. And she loves to clean. She's yeah. a traditional Jamaican woman yeah. who wants to clean her house like yeah. a Jamaican mother would. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, I say, yo, you know what, babe? You do your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to do the clean it? Obviously, that doesn't mean I don't clean. Yeah. I obviously have to do my part. Yeah. But I just mean, like when I'm sure cooking, fed. that's all it is, fam. Take care of your responsibilities as you need to. Mm -hmm. And it's really about, like I said, it goes back to the leading. Not enough niggas are leaders these days. Yes. I Not enough niggas are leading or trying to lead the right yeah. way. And don't get me wrong. Like, yo, why? it's hard. Why do you think? Why do I think? Because it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Like, mm -hmm. yo, like, I'm not going to sit here and act like trying to be a a good husband, a good father, a good member of society mm -hmm. is easy because, yo, we make mistakes. We're human. You have slip ups. There are things that people don't like about you, but you have to realize at the end of the day, you, you're doing what are you doing? What is your why? What are you doing it for? Who are you doing it for? You're doing it for your family. Sure. If you're doing it for your family, okay, cool. Do what you need to do for your family. But it is hard. You're going to have days where it's like, yo, bro, fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. yo, like I actually just want to stay in bed all day. And like, I don't want to think about this. Mm -hmm. Right. Because for us as men, men who are, who care to be providers, because mm -hmm. not every, I am not going to put that on every man. Mm -hmm. Not every man can, not every man wants to. Cool. I believe that we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So as wanting to be a provider, you have to say to yourself, okay, what am I? I know naturally on our mind all day is, yo, how am I getting the next dollar? How am I putting food Trust. in my daughter's mouth? How am I, how am I going to make sure if I'm not here, she's good? How am I going to make sure my wife has what she wants? How am I going to make sure my moms and them are good? If they, if somebody calls from back home in Nigeria and needs something, do I have it to be able yeah. to give? Because yeah. that's part of the responsibility that I've claimed. Yeah. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And some days, yo, you feel like, yo, it's a ton of bricks. And I, you see it all the time online. And it's like, yo, you know, men hide behind, you know, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I will. I'm okay. My wife to death. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But then you have to remember that, yo, it's okay for us to talk about it. It's okay for us to say that, yo, I can't, I can't really carry this right now, mm -hmm. or I can carry this, but it's weighing on me. And this is why I'm acting this way. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to be moody. It's okay when you're weighing a lot to, to feel a way about it. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? But you can talk about it, especially if you have a partner, if you don't have a partner, get therapy. Mm -hmm. Even before I got married into couples therapy, I did individual therapy, my Amazing. guy. Amazing. And yo, that yeah. shit opened Amazing. some doors that I wasn't sure I was ready to open, yeah. but I had to yeah. because that's the only way I became this man that you see before you. Yeah. You see what I mean? So for me, it was like, okay, you have to make the difficult decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of niggas don't want to do is make the difficult decisions. It's true. And it's unfortunate because I'm not going to call people cowards or say this and that because everybody's situation is different. And I do try my best knowing what I've been through in my life to give grace. Mm -hmm. However, there's sometimes when you know situations, you're like, nah. You're not doing Come what you're on. supposed to be doing. Yeah. You're a waste you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need to you need to figure it out. And I don't necessarily respect the fact that I think it's more of an issue with our parents' generation, to be honest, where men were leaving the household and not taking care of the responsibilities. Where I know a lot of I know a lot of men now who, yes, they're not with their child's parent, but they're but their child, but they're there. Yeah, and they're learning too. to co-parent. And even if they don't co-parent well, yeah, they're still doing they're it. Trying. They're active yeah. in their child's life. And yeah. that's what matters. And I think our generation is getting that part right. Because I think so many of the people kind of in between made it made deadbeat dads a bad thing. Yeah. Whereas I almost feel like before it wasn't a bad thing, yeah. which is so ridiculous. So like, I don't know what you guys are on back then <laughs> that you guys weren't calling mans out. And don't get me wrong. 
I don't know everybody's situation again, but if you know to an extent, like I've had to have certain conversations mm -hmm. with certain maybe friends or acquaintances where it's like, yo, like this is what I heard. Yeah. This about you maybe not doing what you're supposed to do. Da, da, da. I don't funny. think that's thorough. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think that's okay. Mm -hmm. And not it's not my business necessarily, but if I know this person well enough that I think I can speak on it, I'll speak on mm -hmm. it. And whatever they say is whatever they say, but I'll bring it to their attention and let them know that this is how I may feel about it. Judgment. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, like I said, I only, I, I don't, I try not to cross any boundaries with people that I shouldn't. Yeah. So like I said, I'll make sure it's the right situation. Otherwise, I, I, I act accordingly and I, I, I treat this person accordingly, mm -hmm. right? I'm very big on like maybe who you vouch for and all those kind of things. I mean, I'll vouch a certain way because I know certain things about a man. True. That means something to me. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? As as coming from a product of a family that whose father left, mm -hmm. I can't and I, I never will respect you not taking care of responsibility because I understand how it impacts the children. Yeah. I understand how it, and they're innocent in it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you got to do what you're supposed to do to take care of your responsibility at the end of the day. True. True. That's how I see it. So this is my opinion, right? I believe marriage that's not faith-based is walking on eggshells because I believe whatever faith that you believe in, you have that covenant with God and above your guy's marriage is God, right? And I'm not even, I wouldn't consider myself even religious. So I do think that's what's causing divorce to be very high because marriage isn't initially faced faith it's not based in the right things based and it's on the right things. and what faith understanding I, be, I i agree with you 100 because the marriages that are because i read somewhere the other day somebody and somebody would say oh young black people aren't getting married anymore mm -hmm. said i don't know how I don't know where that stat came from. It's not even a real stat. Mm -hmm. Somebody just decided to say it. Mm -hmm. In 2019, when I got married, in my in that year alone, five people that I know, five couples that I know closely mm -hmm. got married. My cousin, my good friend, my other cousin, yeah. and two, my other good friend all got married in the same year that I got married. Mm -hmm. The year before that, two or three of my friends got married. The year after, a couple of my friends got married. So to me, it's like, okay, we are getting married and we are, but the thing is a lot of us are doing it. The, we're trying to do it the right way, yeah. which is doing it faith-based, which is knowing our partner, which is having these tough conversations. Whereas I feel like a lot of people that aren't doing that are just getting into it because of the money, the financial security, the, the family, yo, the aesthetic, Destiny, yo, exactly. honestly, <laughs> yo, I'm gonna tell you guys right now, a lot of you niggas running around, oh, I wanna have a baby so that this baby has this specific oh, quality or this hair or this skin or this whatever. These okay. are human beings. Yo, fam, <laughs> real people. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you had a child for that reason with this person, not because this person is somebody you see yourself with, mm -hmm. but because they, they're bad. Don't get me wrong. Like mm -hmm. we're men. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah we're human. Yeah. Not, I don't even want to say we're men. We're human mm -hmm. because we all fall into lust. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, cool. You want, you, you're choosing to do this. It's different. Your know, mistakes happen. Things happen, whatever. We get caught up or young. It's different if you chose to have a baby with somebody solely based on their looks. And then now later on, you're wondering, yo, this person is crazy. I can't build with this person. I can't parent with this person. It's because, yo, you, you, you got with her because she was bad. And that was it. You didn't know that she had whatever else going on. So it's like, okay, you do that. And then there's certain women who are like, okay, I'm going to get with a man because he has the bag. He's no. getting to it, whatever. Too, uh, much, too much because yo some of these men are not good people exactly they're not good people they're not good partners yeah they have a bag but they're also maybe not ready some of them are good men yeah some of them are 
but they're not ready to be in monogamous relationships. They're not ready to take on that responsibility. They're ready to shell out bread for your company. They're ready to take care of you. They're ready to do all these things, but they're not ready to do the things that you're hoping of them. And then you think they're going to change. So I think our expectations are not built in reality. Social media is clouding the fuck out of us, bro. And it's like, yo, social media makes people think like, yo, motherfuckers come on social media talking about apologizing when they cheat on. Listen, you cheat on your spouse, my friend. Talk to your spouse. What are you talking to us yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, what are you, yeah, yeah. Why are you talking to us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I want to talk to the people who supported me. Listen, yeah, that's so we crazy. don't matter. Yeah. You can put out, a, you can, whatever. You can say whatever you want to say to the people if you really feel like it. But are you making it right with your partner? Yeah. Are you making it right with your kids? Are you making it right with the people you really offended? The, as your fans, supporters, whatever you want to call the people out there, the only thing you can do to offend us is do something to us. Yeah. You can't be, you know what I mean? And we think that those people, because they're perfect or whatever, this is what we're supposed to be doing. No, Mm -hmm. no. Like, you don't need to be out on Front Street. Celebrity relationship or nothing close to that. I don't need to be out on Front Street doing everything. It's not like that. And the thing is, like, it doesn't, it's not supposed to be like that. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to have this expectation of things being perfect. Things are going to, you're going to have ups and downs, right? My mother, my mother still, always gave me the advice and my mother is very different and I, I value my mother a lot because she taught me different things when it comes to marriage yeah. and she used to tell me like when you get married like I don't want to hear about what's going on in your marriage if you and your Amazing. wife are fighting I don't want to hear it Amazing. because what's going to happen is you're going to tell me the wild shit she did mm-hmm. and I'm going to react as your mother naturally and I'm going to feel the way forever have that image in her head and you're going to go forgive her two weeks later and you guys just back to your good old marriage yes. so you deal with it Unless it's like obviously like you got to tell me some shit. Tell me some shit. Yeah. But otherwise you handle it yourself because I don't want to have a different opinion of your wife. And at the end of the day, what am I going to do? Come bring you home? No, you're not coming to live with me. You're not coming to my house. I'm not your wife. I'm not going to be your partner. You need to fix it with her. Choose Mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. And I'm not. And my mom used to say, if you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm not going to be on your side because you're my son. Yeah. And I'm also not going to invade and your relationship and mm-hmm. it stuck with me because it really showed me like yo my wife is supposed to be my number exactly. one she's supposed to be my partner for everything does that go does that same rule apply with friends too that you in terms of what like dealing with, like let's say you guys have a problem you're are you going to like tell your friends what's going on or no 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 yeah you just keep that between no, you no, guys no, right no, so that's what i'm getting at no, no. Same my thing. friends don't need to know yeah, all that at all like don't get me wrong there's certain things like yo yo my wife was cheesing me the other yeah. day she was doing this she was like whatever you little guys things are dealing with your content exactly and it's like it's one thing if like we're having you know because we're just talking friends are are running their whole relationship like i, I know that was like women, yo like to me it's crazy because it's like i don't understand how you can say like if you're telling me something as my friend mm-hmm. about your relationship are you, and this is something I do in my marriage. This is something I do in my friendships. Are you telling me this to hear my opinion? Because women, a lot of the times, no. we tell, they don't want to hear shit you have to say. No. They just want you to listen and say, okay. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, sometimes they even want you to agree with them, even if you don't agree. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's fine. But later on, you got to bring it back down to earth. Like, yo, I really didn't agree with you at that moment. You were really emotional though, but I got to keep it real with you. Mm-hmm. Or cool. You just want to vent. Cool. I asked that question because sometimes we'll be talking and trying to offer solutions and they don't want to hear yeah, solutions. Exactly. And friends can be the same way. Sometimes your friends are just venting to vent and you're like, oh, well, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do this. Oh, they're so wrong for that. It's like, oh, they're not wrong for that. Did it does? It's like, well, oh, you told me something. I'm going to react to what you tell me. Yeah. So when it comes to friendships, I'm very much like, 
I don't necessarily want their opinion on what's going on in my relationship, yeah. but I'll share things so we can have common conversations. Maybe it's like, yo, am I crazy? Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's when I think that I'm the one wrong yeah. is when I'll share things okay. because I don't want them okay. looking at my partner a certain crazy. way. Exactly. I they're looking at me crazy. I'm I'm their friend. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at me crazy all you want. Am I crazy for this? Actually, like I'll tell the man, I'm like, yo, I did this or I said this. Am I wrong for that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yo, honestly, you're wrong for that. And I'll go that apologize. You know what sense. I mean? Whereas the opposite, not necessarily because they're gonna have that image of her exactly. in their mind. You don't want that. And it's not necessary, it's not yeah. their business either. Exactly. Exactly. So that's how I see that. <laughs> like, I'm very much like, nah, you okay. guys are not you're not running my relationship. You're not gonna tell me how to love my partner either. Exactly. What are we talking about? Exactly. Not a chance. So. so these days in society, we keep on hearing toxic masculinity, toxic this, toxic men this, but we don't really hear the healthy solutions. What do you have to say about that? So I hate the excessive use of the word toxic. So do I. <laughs> so do I. Because sometimes like it's not toxicity. It's just, you know, some things are just the way they are. Some people are just bad people. And the thing is, I hate the word toxic masculinity even worse because we're all people. Yo, fam, you guys think that we're all wired differently. We're not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we operate differently, but we're wired the same. We all have certain needs, certain things. We Like, men cheat, women cheat. Men lie, women lie. Men get money, women get money. Some men are hustlers, some women are hustlers. Some men are waste, some women are waste. <laughs> it's, it happens on both sides. So, with that, for me, it's like, okay, there is a problem with this hyper- oh, I got to be hard body all the time or I have to always, you know, like I can never let a woman have one up on me. Mm -hmm. I can never be hurt. And it's like, yo, fam, you got to be human, bro. Exactly. exactly. And niggas forget, you got to be human. Exactly. We have being human has real emotions tied to it. And mm -hmm. being a man doesn't mean you don't show emotions. It doesn't mean you don't express yourself the way you're supposed to. So I do hate the fact that men feel like oh yo like i have to like oh i have to move around like this no you don't bro mm. and it's like you'll never be happy to be honest with you you'll never be truly happy until you take yourself off that pedestal and tell yourself yes there are things that a woman can teach me yes there are ways that a woman can make my life better yes there are reasons just to get married no she's not after me for my money honestly this is what i'm gonna say right now a lot of you niggas talk this oh she's after me for my money you don't have shit <laughs> You don't have any money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have money. You barely have a car. You don't live on your own. What are you talking about? Oh, oh, I want a prenup. Prenup for what? A prenup is for making sure that what you have before you get married is protected. You don't have anything. Yeah. Stop it, bro. I hate it. It cheeses me because it's like, yo, if you have some shit to protect, protect it mm -hmm. by all means. Mm -hmm. If you have something that you feel you don't want a woman or anybody to take from you, protect it. Mm -hmm. However, if you don't have anything, stop running behind this guy. If you, because all you're saying to yourself is, oh, I'm supposed, but you don't have it yet. You're supposed to have this. And when I do have, okay, well, when you do have it, maybe. But half the time, people don't realize, like, God forbid something ever happened to me and my wife and we divorced. I'm not fighting it mm -hmm. because I knew before us, before we were married, I didn't have shit. <laughs> like I had shit, but yeah, I didn't have yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was something. Yeah. I was a person. I had a reputation, all these things. But when it comes to like money, finances, yeah, yeah. a, and a, 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 a nest like i'm building something yeah. i didn't have yeah. anything to build mm -hmm. what we have now yes it's it's it we're building something she's she is exactly she's just as much a part of what we have as i am mm -hmm. so i would be i would look crazy to however many years down the line say nah you can't have whatever you're owed yeah that's what people get wrong with prenups it's like yo 
if we built this together, yes, you're entitled to it. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? But like, if I had a million dollars and then we got married, yeah, I'm looking at you funny. And yes, I am going to feel like, wait, but a lot of you guys don't have that. Mm-hmm. You're building towards that. Let her help you build towards that. So we have this wall up on it's like, oh, I have to do everything for myself. And don't get me wrong. I respect wanting to do things for yourself. I know some, oh, I don't want to get married until I can buy a property myself. I don't want to get married until I can pay for the whole wedding myself. Different, different things like that. And that's how you feel 100%. And that's how you, you see things and your partner also is aligned with that. Go ahead. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily in 2022 with the cost of things, with how the economy works and with how little there is in the dating pool, quality in the dating pool. I'm sorry. You can't be moving like that. Like I was watching, um, I've seen a clip of million dollars worth of game the other day with Brent Fires. And he was talking about how, as he got, gets older, he stops looking for just looks and he's looking for the energy. I just post that. (laughs) See what I'm saying? Because that's what is going, you know, when I'm 60, Yo, we're all going to look old, bro. Yeah, 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 we're yeah. all going to look old at yeah, 60. Yeah. yeah, we can work out and do whatever we need to do to maintain, but yeah. we're all going to look our, old. Our, 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 our prime beauty's gone. So what do I have at that point? Mm-hmm. At that point, what do I have? Do I love you for real? Are you my dog for real? Can we do stuff for real? Like, are you, do you mean something to me for real? You know what I mean? Like, have I grown? Have you taught me things? Have you been able to make me a better person? Because if you're bad, cool, you can be bad as hell. But if you're waste... You're bad as hell. And then when you're not, what what happens when you're not bad? Yeah, exactly. I messed up. I made a silly decision to go be with somebody, build a life with somebody just off their appearance. And women, same idea. You go build with somebody just because he has the bag. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying go be with a man who has no ambition, who has no money, who has no plans. Sometimes you're going to have one of the three, two of the three, all three. Sometimes you're going to have none, but you're working towards something. So I do agree that not every woman wants to be patient with a man and watch him go through the struggles. And I don't believe that, you know, you should have to ride through the dirt for a man to to get a ring or whatever the case is. I don't necessarily believe that. But I do understand that all men peak at different points. Social media has you women thinking that niggas are supposed to have it at 20. No, no, that's not. We don't have it at 20. You don't have it at 25, really. (laughs) I didn't really start to have it until I was like 30, bro. And then I was like, okay, this is what having it feels like. Mm -hmm. And then I realized the average man gets it later on in life. You're looking at entertainers, you're looking at ball players, you're looking at athletes. Yes, they have it at 20 because they have an outer worldly talent that they. And it's a young man's game. And they were fortunate yeah. enough to, to, to be able to, to, to do. But yeah. other than them, who are the real people with money in society? It's the 34, it's the 50s, the 60-year-olds yes. who have built their careers, who have built money. So, yes. And what happens with a lot of those men? There were good women building with them. Exactly. I understand that women nowadays want to have are more career driven and they want to have their career set up and they want to have things before they start to have kids and they don't want to rely on men and i respect it Mm -hmm. i respect it and i understand it however i also understand that we men have the the benefit of not having to worry about a biological clock when it comes to if if children are something that's in your plans whereas with women they have to worry about that. Yeah. So yes, at some point, unfortunately, and this is no fault to them, they have a clock that they have to be on. So the longer you wait, the less you have to choose from. Mm-hmm. And then you're also battling biology. Yeah. You're battling your body. So it's like a lot of the times we have to be more open in society to understanding that it's not going to be how it is on Instagram. It's not going to be how the celebrities have it. Because these guys have 
so much money <laughs> yeah. and the thing is it's still different for them they yeah. still have problems yeah. they still have to do they go with each other because they have money because they're good looking because they have one interest because they had a fling yeah. whatever cool they can deal with whatever they're dealing with you have to look your partner in the face yeah, exactly. every day yeah, exactly are you doing it for the right reasons or not exactly. exactly that's what it comes down to exactly true true so let's talk about you're raising a daughter right now mm -hmm. what are you learning <laughs> Shit, I was Especially growing up in this, this today's society, it's different from how we grew up, right? I'm learning patience. Okay. I'm learning that I can't parent the way my mom parented. Don't get me wrong. I I I appreciate the way different times. I appreciate the way my mother parented, and I know mm -hmm. I was a badass kid at times. And yeah. my mom, my mom needed to parent me and beat my ass the way she did. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't even, I'm not even mad at her for it mm -hmm. because I know that me. I needed that because mm -hmm. maybe if I didn't get that, I wouldn't have been as straight and narrow. And I wasn't even as straight. Hey, I was crooked yeah. for a bit, mm -hmm. but I was able to find my path. You know what I mean? Because of who my mother was. True. But I also understand that I can't parent the way she parented mm -hmm. because it's different. I, have, I'm ra I am raising a young daughter. I can't be as aggressive. I can't be as rule with an iron fist, mm -hmm. but I can still demand discipline. Mm -hmm. I can still demand respect. I can mm -hmm. still demand an expectation of her and I can still be stern with her. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be goo goo gaga, all that. Like yeah, yeah, we're yeah. also, we're past that stage. My daughter is growing up to be a young woman. I need to prepare her yeah. for what life has to offer. Cause life is not going to be kind to her at yes, all times. Exactly. She needs to understand that as a woman, there's thing, there's more danger to her than there is to me. Mm -hmm. And I have to prepare her for that. So it's nerve wracking. It's scary. Yeah. Raising a daughter is scary, yeah. right? Because it's like, you want to prepare her for not even just the men because be like oh yeah you want to prepare her for men because men are dogs men are this men are that okay yeah cool yes i want to prepare her so that she can handle herself in mm -hmm. relationships and she can make sure that no man treats her a certain way yeah however i need to understand that disadvantages yeah women are going to go through in society when it comes to climbing the ladder in certain careers or certain instances mm -hmm. she needs to understand that when it comes to safety yes there are times when you're going to be a target you need to learn how to protect yourself whether it be self-defense whether carry carry mace when you're at the right yeah. age when you're going on road holding your keys in between your fingers yeah. so if a man runs upon you can you know yeah. you'll, <laughs> you'll poke up a man whatever it is yeah, like yeah. she needs to know these certain things because that's what's going to help her get through life mm -hmm. and some people, some of my friends, maybe who have had younger children who are getting older, are like, oh, you don't think that sometimes you're a little bit harsher, you're a little bit, you know, you can be a little bit much. And I'm like, yo, listen, I'm a, I'm a cry now, laugh later kind of man. Mm -hmm. I'll go through the, oh my gosh, dad, I did it. Uh, like, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do this? So that later on, yeah. when life is harder, mm -hmm. she understands what she's going to have to go through. And she's not now learning difficult decisions at such a late point in life because mm -hmm. what happens with those people who don't learn hard lessons until their 20s what happens they're yeah. privileged they don't know how to handle it yeah. they crumble they break down yeah. they're a wreck they're projecting <laughs> yo and their privilege is shining through because they never had to handle difficulty they never had to learn about the difficult things that are coming to them in life because i tell my daughter all the time like yo you're never gonna live in a pissy you're never gonna live in a building with pissy hallways and and nasty crackheads living in the building like i'd lived in yeah you're never gonna have to worry about living in a hood the way i lived in mm -hmm. when i was in scarborough mm -hmm. you're never gonna have to worry about certain things that i had to worry about you're never gonna have to worry about using the oven to keep the house hot Jeez. see yeah. what i'm saying yeah, you're yeah, never gonna yeah. have to worry about boiling water yeah. to bathe yeah, yeah yeah you don't know that life and i've done everything that i can to make sure you don't know that life however what we forget as a generation of parents now the difficult thing is we come from a generation of parents who they didn't have shit Mm -hmm. They couldn't give a shit, so we came from the gutter. Mm -hmm. Now that we have the ability, 
and we have the money to have things we want to give our kids everything Mm -hmm. and we're giving them everything but the problem is we're giving them everything without attaching any value to it we're not putting no value to it we're not showing our kids the value of hard work what Mm -hmm. it means because we're just giving it to them because we have it and And we don't building entitlement yeah Mm -hmm. and that's why for me yo yeah my daughter can have whatever are you are you acting right Mm -hmm. are you behaving when you sleep when you when you're with your grandma is she telling me that you're doing this are you giving attitude are you doing are you keeping your grades right Mm -hmm. are you doing chores in the house Mm -hmm. she's at the age now where she can do these things she's about to she turned, she won to grade seven. Jeez. Fam, when I was in grade seven, I was doing big, big, big <laughs> Fam, I was in the crib going, I was in the crib doing, taking out garbage, doing the yeah, laundry, yeah, yeah. doing my own laundry. Yeah, I'll do my own laundry too. Fam, what are we talking yeah, about? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, I'm not even asking you to do the world, yeah. but I'm going to prepare you. Yeah. For me, it prepared me. Yeah. Because when I learned life was hard, I was like, yo, I can, I can roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of my friends, people, my peers, they couldn't roll with the punches. They mm-hmm. sunk, fam. Mm-hmm. They sunk. Mm-hmm. They're not here with us. They're not on the boat anymore. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want, and I don't want that for her. Mm-hmm. I want her to know life is going to hit you with blows. Yeah. Life is going to, yo, life is going to fight you, fam. Yeah. But you got to fight back. Yeah. And I want her to know that from a young age so that she never gets into a habit of, you know, just not appreciating things, not understanding things. Not she understands back. hard work. When I was, when I was running Robin Wick, so, Back in the day when I had, I was actually running Robin. Robin Wings now is more of a catered thing. Okay. I do my wings by the tray. Okay. But I had it, like, I was doing it by the pound. Like, I had a full menu, and I was doing it out of a, a bistro in Saga. Okay, so I was, he was running Monday to Friday. I would actually take it Friday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I was running it part-time. And, like, I would literally go from my regular job as an advisor, mm-hmm. Monday to Friday. Friday, what I would used to do is I would pick up my daughter. I live in Brampton. My daughter's mom, at the time when my daughter was living with her mom, lived in Oakville. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would leave Toronto, downtown Toronto, go on the train, get to Mississauga, get my car, go to Oakville, pick up my daughter from school, go to the shop on Friday, change at the shop, start serving orders from like 6 p.m. Do it Friday night, do it Saturday, do it Sunday. Sunday, I drop her back to her mom's crib, back to work on Monday. And I was doing this for a year and change. Mm -hmm. My daughter saw hard work. Mm in the thick of it mm-hmm. she saw when i was in my suit meeting clients she saw when i had to take her to like different places when i'm on road my daughter knows that i'm a hustler she saw that mm-hmm. and she saw that i did it so that she could have the things that she has mm-hmm. so it's difficult but it goes back to just like being a leader of your household being a leader of your relationship you got to lead by example knowing what you want knowing yeah you and, and i and i wanted to i want her to grow up yes with better life than I had, a better privilege than I had, but also understanding why, understanding where it comes from and understanding that, yes, it can get taken from you at a second. Anytime. And that's just how life is. Yeah. But we're going to prepare ourselves for the best possible results at all times. Mm. And I wanted to be a well-respected young woman in society. I wanted to be well-respected. I wanted to, I wanted to be well-spoken. I wanted to be intelligent, but I also wanted to, to be free. I don't necessarily wanted to have all the boundaries that I had growing up. Yeah. But it's a, it's, it's, yo, it's a thin line because these kids don't know accountability. Yo, these kids don't want to be accountable for shit, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not even talking about just like my daughter them's age because yeah. they get it a lot from their friends, TikTok, internet, yeah. social media, all that kind of stuff. That's why I'm not even a fan of that stuff for yeah. kids. So they get a lot of that from there. But then even the younger, like, yo, I'm 32, but even my like younger cousins and shit like that, people I know in like the young 20s, Yo, you guys are moving real stupid. Like no accountability. <laughs> nothing is your fault. Everything that's happening in your life is a result of something that yes, somebody else did. An excuse. And you can't live life like mm-hmm. that. And once you can start to take accountability, you change things. And I understand for a, yeah, and for a lot of people, I understand you don't want to face the reality that you made mistakes. Mm-hmm. You made mistakes so drastic that it set you back years. Yeah. You did certain things that you shouldn't have done. You made mistakes. Like, 
but that's a part of life. Yeah. And you have to be able to get over that hurdle. Fam, as a parent, I cannot tell you the amount of times I've messaged my mom. I've called my mom. I told my mom in person, like, honestly, mom, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because, like, I was wilding. Yeah. I was doing the most. I was doing this. I was doing it. And I'm so sorry because... I know, I see it now. Yeah. And it made my me and my mom's relationship a lot better. There was a couple of things that made my me and my mother's relationship better, but I had to learn through that that I couldn't I had to be flexible as a parent. Yeah. You can't you can't parent the way they, they parent, but I think that you should have some of those values. I think I I cling to some of those values. Yes. When I speak, you listen in my house. Yeah. Yeah, what are yeah. we talking about? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no disrespect, there's no attitude, and you're not gonna go anywhere else and disrespect somebody. Exactly. Even when it comes to like my culture. Being Nigerian, there's a certain way that people greet elders, mm -hmm. right? When you walk into a room, you greet. As a man, you greet a certain way. As a woman, you greet a certain way. Yeah. My wife and my daughter, they greet the elders in my family that way because mm -hmm. that's something that I wanted and required that of them. <laughs> and they understood that. Yeah, my yeah, wife yeah. understood that very early. From yeah. when she was my girlfriend, she was doing that. Yeah. Because she understood that was important for me and it wasn't it wasn't beneath her mm -hmm. to do something for my partner that makes his family realize that I appreciate, understand, and respect their culture. True. Because being Nigerian, respect is number one. Yeah. More than anything, respect is number one in a relationship, in your family, and everything. Mm -hmm. So I wanted that for my daughter. I wanted her to understand why we do things a certain way that we do things. Like for example, like we don't give the people things with our left hand, especially money or food. Mm, I heard that. I heard right? That. Yeah, so like <laughs> from a young age, never did that. Yeah. Still till this day, yeah. I'll have some in my left hand and like I'll juggle, <laughs> yeah, yeah, put yeah. things in my, to give people and they're like, and I'm like, yeah. it's just something I do. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I expect I expect that of my daughter. She makes mistakes. I'm not going to, like back in our day, they'd slap us on the hand. Like yeah. they box us if we yeah. did that. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to tell her, okay, yo, hey, remember that because it's just something that we do. Yeah. And it's a sign of respect. She does, like my mom will do the same thing. She'll be sitting in the living room. She'll give her someone with her left hand. My mom would just look at her like, and she'll be like, oh, sorry. Yes. You know, she knows. So yeah. like things like that. So I want her to have certain values because they're important to me, mm -hmm. right? And at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. It's just, it's, it's, it's very effortless to do these little things. Mm -hmm. So, but also there's things that my daughter's gonna expect of me as her dad that maybe I couldn't expect of my mother, I couldn't expect of my father. There's certain conversations that I may not wanna have that she's gonna expect me to have. There's certain things that she's gonna wanna tell me that I have to listen to. There's things she's gonna wanna do that I'm gonna have to be like, I don't really want you to do this, but I have to, I have to, I have to allow room for growth. Yeah. yeah. Wow, bro. Amazing. Amazing. And it's like, just by hearing you, obviously this is our, like our first in-depth conversation. Um, I, I'm not sure like how you were before, but like, it just sounds like growth. And it sounds like you've been through this experience to get to this point. I can say this about who I used to be in my past. I've always been a well-spoken person, mm -hmm. always been considered an educated person. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've also been a driven person. And I say, but because my drive has often got me in trouble. Okay. I aspire for a lot. Okay. Um, and when I was younger, I used to aspire for a lot and I used to do things in certain ways. Mm -hmm. um, and I was a hustler mm -hmm. by nature. Mm -hmm. And that used to get me in trouble, of course. But I also used to be very hungry for more. Mm -hmm. And I realized that for my mom, that was an issue at times growing up. And I had to, I had to come to a point where I, yo, I took a lot of L's. Yeah. And one thing I learned is, yo, no matter how you get it, no matter how things happen, the energy you deserve always, always comes back to you. People call it karma. Some people call it karma. I do call it karma. Some people say it's just the world, the energy of the world, whatever, the universe. Yeah. But it comes back. Because what I will say is, when I was having fun, when I was doing the most, when I was living, yeah. it was great. Yeah. It was great. It was great. It was great. And then reality sets in. And then 
the L's start to come in. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh, okay, I couldn't do that. Like, I couldn't just do that and get away with it. Yeah. Something was going to happen as a result of this. And then you start to realize that with life and it starts to catch up with you. Mm-hmm. And I took my fair share of L's. Yeah, me too, bro. But I've taken a lot of W's. There is, and there's a lot of people who know me like, oh, I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to tell because there was time I was living. I was living. Yeah. Right? There's people who, who were close. Yeah. That would be like, oh, yeah. But there was a lot of L's being taken that some came after the fact. But those L's made me who I am and it made me, it showed me how to do things the right way. Fast. And it taught me how to do things the right way. And don't get me wrong, none of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. Do I strive to be perfect? No. Mm-hmm. Am I ever going to make mistakes? Do I ever have habits or think thoughts or the old me or the old the way I used to do things? Of course. But then the growth sets in and then you remember and you, people are allowed to have moments of weakness as well. True. And I think that people forget that. People think that growth is being a 10 all the time. No, no man. It's not. It's learning from your ones. Bam. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, yo, when you learn, you keep it moving. Try mm-hmm. not to make the same mistake twice 100%. and just keep growing from it. So for me, that's, that's, I, I've grown a lot. Yeah. And I've grown through my losses, but that's why I do a lot of speaking and talking and mentoring to whoever I can, my youngers, and even some of my friends that are older than me who will listen because I'm older and experienced mm-hmm. per se. I would love, and they say, you know, uh, a smart man learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from other people's mistakes. I like to be the, I like to be the smart man and allow them to be the wise man. I like to help them so that they cannot make the same mistakes. And some, some people are going to listen. Some people aren't. Some of my friends, you guys listen to me and some of you don't. And everybody has their own journey. Everybody has their own path and they're going to get it how they, how they live. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if I can do that, especially with the younger people, I'm doing my part, like coaching football, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like. It allows me to give this knowledge that I've gained back to these youth who need it True. because they need it a lot. True. True. Shit, bro. That's deep. So listen, this is a question that I ask everybody on the show sure. and you don't have to say any names. Sure. What is the best advice that you've gotten and what is the worst advice that you've gotten? Look up to life? Yeah. Life, yeah. oh god, <laughs> golly, that's a loaded, that's a lo- that's a loaded question. Okay, the worst advice I've got mm-hmm. is that I'll go to my best advice. Okay, okay, best advice I've gotten is that no matter what happens, the ups and the downs will come. You have to spend more time. Focusing your end is going to maybe give you ups, but the downs are certain. So don't create more downs for yourself because they're going to come automatically. Mm-hmm. When you have the power, create all the positivity that you can mm-hmm. because positivity is going to come in spurts. Negativity is going to come in spurts Facts. out of your control. So when it is in your control, use that energy to create positivity. Mm-hmm. And I try to live by that. I try to give grace. I try to live by positivity. And when I can control the situation, I try to be an optimist about it. That's what I would say is the best advice I've gotten like in general in life. And I live by that. You know, like people ask all the time when they hear my story and they know what I've been through and like the ups and downs are like, yo, how do you, how do you walk around with a smile on your face the same way? I say, yo, I'm still here, bro. I'm still here and I'm faithful and I'm grateful. You know what I mean? And like, I can't dwell on what's already happened. Mm -hmm. I have to move forward. Mm -hmm. Worst advice I can say I've probably gotten is don't get married. Don't get married was bad advice that I gotten from people. Yeah. Um, and that was really just simply because like where, who it was coming from. Sure. 
And they were saying it because they didn't. And don't get me wrong, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Let me preface that. Like, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and act like marriage is something that everybody should be doing or mm -hmm. should do. It's not for everybody. But it was bad advice because they didn't even try to do it the right way. True. So if you're not going to do something properly, don't give other people advice on it. True. So that's what made it horrible advice. True. So that's what I would say. All right, bro. Also, one last question. On this show, we like to make predictions, right? So okay. five years, I'm going to play this back. I'm like, Robinson said he was going to do that. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years? <clears throat> Man, that is a loaded question because in five years, I will be a father to more children. Jeez. Uh, hopefully. Let's go. I will be... Um, more solidified in my insurance advisor business, mm -hmm. I will be, I'll be the best insurance advisor in the province. I'm already pretty close. I'm already pretty close yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, those who know, know. Yeah. Those who don't will soon find out. Um, so I will be the best advisor in the province, maybe the country, you know, mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of people out there, so I'll be realistic. Mm -hmm. um, but I also feel as though I'll have multiple businesses creating opportunities for other people. Ah, dope, bro. Because I'm all about making sure that everybody else can eat. Have you thought about like starting your own podcast? I I, I have thought about it and I've also actually did it with my cousins a couple of years back. We okay. started a podcast. It didn't get too big. We didn't we kind of just stopped doing it. But I've thought about it. It's not something that I feel like I would necessarily I'm as good as as the people who are doing it. And I also do feel like a lot of people are oversaturated in the podcast market. Yes, Not a lot of you guys are good at this. <laughs> He's good at this. <laughs> Thank you. Not man. a lot of you guys are good at this. So appreciate it. because of that, I'm like more like a, I'm in a lot of lanes. That's a lane I don't think I'd be in, True. but I love being on podcasts. I've been on yours. I've been on a few podcasts that are been out. Some of them are going to come out mm -hmm. and I'll be on a lot more. I want to be on everybody's podcast. Okay. Anybody who will hear what I got to say and whatever message I'm trying to give out. If you have a specific message that I can deliver, True. I'm here for it. Um, but yeah, not I say necessarily that because so. of, of your men, your mentorship. Like, I feel like you have a lot of gems to uh, drop, especially for our community. And, but you are doing mentorship in different ways in different ways and i and i'm going to keep doing it in those ways okay. and okay. you know whenever i'm invited on a podcast to you know sometimes i'm 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 really we're having this kind of conversation sometimes i'm just talking my shit yeah. uh when it comes to whether it be like you know like music for example like i get deep in the music bag i get deep in the sports bag yeah. um and then obviously like just just knowing being well versed in things yeah. uh but yes that that i, I love podcasts um, I love this podcast. Thank you. Thank um, you. There's a couple ones that I listen to, but I also am not digesting them that I used to because there's too many people putting them yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true, true. I say, I say, I say, I like podcasts with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. So before you give your information, so people can contact you, what are some last words that you have for us men that we can do better? Honestly, we need to do a better job being leaders. We need to do a better job looking at ourselves in the mirror and acknowledging our own faults. Yeah. I wasn't able to really be the best leader until I could say, hey, I have to be able to listen when I'm being corrected, be open to being corrected, and also understand that I have to take that the same way I want to I want to give it and apply it and go forward. So we need to be better leaders, we need to be better listeners, and we need to actually put our better foot forward to not trying to be perfect but being the best for our families mm -hmm. and doing that within the best of our abilities and not feeling like you have to be perfect. True. All right, bro. And your information? Man, I got a lot. So <laughs> um, 
for the insurance, it's Robinson. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll put it somewhere yeah. on the yeah, on the yeah, screen. Yeah. So Robinson Insurance. That's for all things life insurance, living benefit related. Cool. Uh, at Robin Wings. That's R O B N Wings. If you need some fire wings, I do make the best wings in the GTA. Jeez. Come holla at me. We'll get you right. Uh, Bear Seasoning at Bear Seasoning. No G at the end. Um, that's me and my guy Kyle getting to it. Content. A lot of new stuff coming your way. Um, and that's what I do. That's where you can find me. Uh, and you know, that's, that's those, those, are, those are the ads. My personal one, if you know me personally, you can holla at me. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Don't, bro. Uh, I just want to say thank you for coming. That was hey. a real heavy episode and needed episode and i appreciate it and you're welcome back anytime yo listen whenever you have me i'll be here i appreciate you having me i love what you're doing i love the pod i love the the episodes you have thank you you're bringing home real messages and you're putting on for the mandem i love it so keep doing it ah okay that's it guys episode 30 till next time